Hello everybody, welcome to your Liverpool FC podcast, I'm Andy Kelly and we're mob-handed today, I'm joined by, round the table, Ian Doyle, by Neil Jones, by Christian Walsh and by Paul Philbin. Uh, we're here to have a little chat about Spurs last weekend, but principally looking ahead to um, the game of the season really, Liverpool-Dortmund, uh, first leg uh, on Thursday night. Uh, we'll take a quick look back to uh, Spurs, Christian, I'll start with you. Um Two close games with Spurs this season, and there was a sort of narrative around sort of whether you know Spurs were a sort of a template that Liverpool could follow. And I know you wrote a couple of pieces, uh, whether agreeing or disagreeing with that, that thought. Um, my main thought on it was that what was clear is that Liverpool shouldn't be in ninth if Spurs are in second, if you know what I mean. There's not that much between the sides, and that's probably a sign that. Liverpool have dropped points this season in situations when they shouldn't. Uh, I mean, the hope is that Liverpool, Liverpool's position is wrong and not Spurs. I actually, I sort of disagree there. I think Spurs looked every inch of a team that should be in second, if not first. I think they're probably one of the best teams to play Anfield this season. Um, they were very good for, for, for periods of the game. Um, you know, the, 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 they just seen that little step ahead of Liverpool in their developments, and that, that comes from the fact that uh, Pochettino's been there for, for a year and a half now, whereas Jurgen Klopp hasn't even had a full season. But it, you know, it was interesting to watch them, and and, and yeah, it, it, it was Liverpool were were good um, for for a portion of the game, first half especially. Um, they created chances. They, there was that period where you know Loana, Lloris had to tip one away. Um, obviously, Sturridge blasted his chase at his legs, um, but they were. They were well matched, and I thought it was quite fitting after the, 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 as you said, the narrative of how you know these two sides have shadowed each other, and now it's for Liverpool to to, to follow Spurs' template. That template that the the two sides were, were so evenly matched. I think it bodes well for Liverpool in the future that they that they took on a team that are so ahead in their developments. As I say, he's had, you know, Klopp's had one barren transfer window so far. Pochettino's had four. Um, you know, uh, Pochettino's had two summers to work with them, uninterrupted pre-season. Klopp's had zero, and the fact that Liverpool went toe to toe with them and, and were more than good value for the points uh, does certainly does bode well. Do you think that far ahead, development-wise? I mean, Deli Alli's in his first season, Alder were out in his first season, Harry Kane's in his second season as a top-level pro. I, 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 I think they're good sides, basically very good. But I don't think this is like a team that's like you know. Moulded into what it's going to be, that they'll they'll make five or six changes in the summer. I'm pretty certain about that. They 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 that's not the team that's going to get Spurs into a dominant force. I can't. Danny Rose I couldn't. Left back and Kyle a, Walker. A season where Man United had a a Man United team, if you want, and Chelsea had a proper Chelsea yeah, yeah. team. I don't. I think we yeah, probably City, all agree that City, City had a had a you know a, a season you know more than more what we'd expect that they'll have under yeah. say Guardiola. You wouldn't expect that Spurs side. Yeah. To be good enough to be second, for all that Liverpool should be closer to them than ninth. No, they're a good side. They are a good side. Spurs. They've got strength and they've got they've got youth and they've got you know a bit of quality and they've got a goal scorer. But they're not. They they'll be the worst champions if they were to win the league. They'd be the worst champions in the history of the Premier League. Even worse. Tottenham. And so but, but, so will Leicester. But for all for all yeah, I was going to say Leicester will yeah. be as well for all the yeah. fairy tale and how brilliant their story is. It's the worst Premier League. I think there's a that the season we've had. So they will Tottenham are not like they're a good side and they want, they want to aspire to the good things in the game, but they're not you know, 
if Liverpool had got more a certain amount of decisions right, not refereeing decisions in terms of club decisions, I think Liverpool could have had the season like Tottenham have had with the team that they've got. I, I, I think you can match five, five and six or six and five of either of those teams if you were doing an eleven. Liverpool and well, to be fair, they only finished above Liverpool because they got Liverpool got battered six one on the last day. So Dorothy, if 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 this is one, if I think Jonesy called it the worst Premier League, but certainly one of the worst that we say, um, what does it say about Liverpool when we're we're in ninth? There's every chance we've obviously got a game or two in hand, depending on who you're looking at above them. There's the chance that they'll potentially. Um, move up slightly but what does it say about where Liverpool are at if in a very bad Premier League with potentially the worst champions that we might whether that be Spurs uh, or I'm not, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm but, not slagging Leicester but, but in terms of quality against the other champions yeah. so it doesn't tell us anything that we didn't know 18 months ago about Liverpool in the, the fact that they're not so yeah, have, have, have we, have we not moved got, in 18 months we well, must have got moved. a new manager in that time and I think that's as Neil said as uh, Christian said that he hasn't had many you know, no transfer window to work in really, or no summer, no pre-season, none of that. So we'll know more this time next year as to where Liverpool are heading under Klopp. But Neil's right. This is a, it's not a very good Premier League. You know, Leicester would be the worst champions. He, you know, it would be a great fairy tale, and they've had some of the best players yeah. in the in the league this season in, in Mares and in, in Vardy. But do you reckon if if United, you know, City, Chelsea, as has just been said before, if any of them had anything about them, they'd have walked this league this well, year. And, and, up against the and those teams who've won in the past, as Jules, but yeah, you Even put them against. I mean, Arsenal could still do it. Arsenal could still do it. They look at their fixtures; they haven't got many difficult no, games left. No but you know what Arsenal are like? They'll just throw what Liverpool. They... I mean, when I said Spurs will play a team in second, it was a context of this season. You know what I mean? That, that's what I'm saying. I mean, after Liverpool's 2013-14 team would have won this league already. To be honest, yeah. well, the problem yeah, is we can't just we, yeah we can't just go. That's that's the problem. There'll be loads of fans who'll be sitting around going, "Oh, we won this league two yeah. years ago," but that at, wasn't the you'll, you'll look against. at Manchester United. will think if we'd have got rid of Van Gaal when he was going in December and got Mourinho, we'd probably have won this league because they're they're awful and they're, they're in there. You know, <laughs> they're a point off the Champions League. Neil's just hit the nail on the head there because you can bet if there's a podcast being done by Man United fans or City fans <laughs> or Chelsea or whoever, they'll all be saying exactly the same thing. I mean, Chelsea, exactly the same. honestly, I, I've said this a few times, me and Doyle have had private conversations about it. Chelsea, oh, I mean, we've got a lot of those. Chelsea yeah, we, we must be like. sitting there going, what, what have we been doing here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Leicester at the top of the league. We, we've got Fabregas, we've got Costa, we've got William, Pedro. Well, if they, what, if it looks as if they'd had hitting for most of the, for the season, given yeah. what have they gone fifteen on beaten now? The best best does, run. Does in the all league? of this then underline how important a manager is at a club? Yeah, and, and a bit of stability, a bit of, a bit of like yeah, yeah the good decision making yeah. consistently. Who's been the best two managers in the league this season? Would anybody argue with Ranieri and Pochettino? Yeah. Yeah, but is it cause and effect there? Or do we do we view them as such because of where their teams are in the league, or if, you know if they were? Yeah, but why are they there? Are they there because of the players, or are they there because of the manager? Well, they've clearly done a good job, but I mean, if you look at if, in terms of recruitment, you have to say Ranieri's barely recruited anybody. You know, yeah. a lot of that team is Pearson's team from last year. The clever thing he did was go, um, "We were the best team in the league over the last ten yeah. games last season, so I'd be absolutely daft." I mean. It's well known round this table how much money I had on Leicester to be relegated this season. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a bit. And I kept going in for about the first month of the season. And that was because you know, Ranieri had failed miserably with Greece 
Um, you know, I'd watch Northern Ireland, who never win away, win away in Greece, and thought, how can you go and get Ranieri, this team that he's managing internationally, are abysmal. But so he's, he's come in, looked at the players, and thought, loads of these are good. I'm not going to do anything too radical with them. And he's just let them play, hasn't he? And he's just created an atmosphere which has worked. But um, Paul, we're getting back to the Reds. I mean, you follow home and away. Um, what do you think generally of of what you've watched this season in terms of um, progression? Um, you know, we, we obviously are ninth in what we generally regard as a bad league. So have you been disappointed with most of what you've watched? Or is is the clock factor and the fact that we think we're building for the future, is that is that giving a sort of slight glow to everything? I'm disappointed, yeah, but I'm more frustrated because, as you have just said, you look at the league and you go, what if with Chelsea, Man United? And it's kind of the same with Liverpool. I I said it a while ago with uh, a couple of mates in October um, going to one of the games. What if we look at the end of the season and we go, we didn't get rid of Rodgers quick enough kind of thing? And it looks like that might be the case now. We've yeah. slightly. He only lost two games though, Rodgers, in terms of points ground, didn't he? You know, they they were a point behind Spurs when when he played them in Klopp's first game. I think it might be time lost rather than points. Yeah, lost. I suppose. Yeah, yeah on recruitment. And the feel that direction <laughs> of travel feel as well, isn't it? It felt like it, it was a climb. Well, it felt like the, the, you know they were, might be on the up Spurs, and I think the frustration for a lot of people, and, and you know, the, you know, we've discussed before whether it was right or wrong. Terms of time for for Brendan Rodgers to go, but did feel that overall the decision was made because it felt like they weren't getting any better at the time, yeah. and we're only likely to potentially see that gap widen. And it has widened um, for all that Klopp has changed. Well, what has he changed? He changed an atmosphere and a and a belief factor, which was one of his big things. But results wise, do, do we feel he's you know has he achieved more than we could have hoped? Or has he is he merely at par, you know? Because we you know, we've written in the paper ninth would be the worst ever finish since being since promoted. Down, since since down, down, yeah. you know, I mean, I think whatever, personally, I think he should be, they should have more points. Especially if you look at some of the games that they've won. You know, they beat Man City, they won at Chelsea, they won at City. You know, they, they beat Manchester United. But you know, there's certain games. Look at Watford. You look at. Newcastle. I mean, Newcastle. They got beat by Newcastle. You can't beat anybody. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't just get beat. With the one one with Danny Ings, games like that as well. I know that was under Rodgers, but there's games like that that we really should have won. There's been so so what so we we know Liverpool have thrown points away. Klopp himself, I was very interested to read. Uh, Christian, I think it was your piece this week about how he expects a rougher ride next season, and yeah. that's because. He, to a certain extent, he's had a honeymoon period because people know they're not generally well. They're not his players. He's had to come in and make the best of them. He'll he'll be given a summer to bring in obviously some people who are more his players, but there'll be a there'll be a lot of pressure on those players to perform straight away. And my fear is that you know we've seen already that players sometimes need need a year. I mean we've, we're seeing that with. Players like Lovren and Lallana, who are performing better now than they have at any stage of the Liverpool career, whether that's you know quite right up to full on we can mount a challenge standard, I'm not sure, but you know if Klopp brings in what he will hope will be very good players in the summer, there's still a chance that they'll need 
you know, the dreaded transition year or whatever? Possibly. I, I think the one thing that will possibly go in his favour, I mean, let's, he's not going to shop solely and exclusively in the Bundesliga, but buying from the Bundesliga, let's say, if, obviously, if he gets his wish with Goethe and, um, you know, there's a couple of other players, obviously, with teams coming in already, um, the, the two leagues that are the most similar in, in Europe, in the major European leagues, is Germany and England for me. It's all about quick transition. It's all about high intensity. You can get away with not necessarily being, you know, the most technical of players, but you can, you know, it's it's about effort. It's about commitment. It's, it's sort of you watch two the two leagues and you'd watch the game, and if you didn't know where they were from, you you would be stretched to say whether it was a Bundesliga game or a or a Premier League game. So I think that transition in the bias from the Bundesliga will not be as will not be as hard as maybe it has been. Recently, with a couple of others, you look like Reino. Obviously, it's different to to be a fullback in the La Liga and then to come into the into the Premier League. Um, whereas Emery Chan, you know, it's taken him less than a year for me to. Well, I think anyway, it's taken him less than a year to, to adapt to the Premier League. Even if he's not consistent yet, there are flashes that he's a Premier League midfielder. If that makes sense. So, but but you know, there will be that period of adaptation. I'm sure and. Expectation will be higher next season. The one thing that might help Liverpool a little bit is because it's so much, you know, Guardiola's a city, potentially Mourinho, although there's rumours that Van Hal stay now. Mourinho at United, um, Conte at Chelsea, Pochettino is now in the mix, and you've got all these great managers. It might just be seen as another season for Liverpool of, you know, let's just try and get top four and then the third season they can build. But it, it all depends as well. I think I think fans are a lot smarter now and they realise that, you know, the manager will have his, his, his targets and it's not always down to whether he gets them or not. He mightn't always get what he wants and, and, and if his hands are tied slightly in, in the transfer market, you know, they'll hope that's not the case. But if he's hamstrung by what happens in the summer, then how much can he do? So a lot of it does depend, not just on what the manager does in the dressing room and on the training ground, but in terms of recruitment next year. So it's, it's, that, that's really what it all hinges on for me. John, it's, it's not going to get any easier, I think, is, is what Christian's saying there next season. It's going to be, if anything, well, it will be harder next season. Um, harder to get into the one of those top four places, certainly, uh, which makes the the possibility of trying to get into it this season um, by winning the Europa League, um, you know, would be an absolute godsend, wouldn't it, if, if you were to? Now, I blame Jurgen Klopp for this problem because... If he hadn't had his bad year at Dortmund last year, they'd be yes. safely ensconced yes, in the Champions indeed. League. Or if they hadn't kicked on as much as they did. <laughs> yeah, one or the other. Just, you know, but he's left a Champions League team. Well, what is a Champions League team this season? Um, and will be. You know, They're essentially already qualified, I think, um, yeah. for next season's Champions League. So they're basically a wolf in sheep's clothes. And they're a Champions League team lurking in the Europa League. And of course, um, surprise, surprise, Liverpool got them. Um they're a very good team. Are we in danger of underestimating that? You know, we're Liverpool as well. We've, you know, we've won more European cups than Dortmund, albeit um, not in. Uh, you know, you know, we're not in that sort of form at the moment or in those Can sorts. Can you stop of, playing up front? <laughs> we're not in those sorts of places. But you know, in terms of, you know, European history, what yeah. is what I'm trying to say is Liverpool's is, yeah. is more star-studded than Dortmund's for all that they're. Um, you know, are, are are you you know European Cup winners and are in a better, probably in a better overall place than Liverpool at the moment? Yeah, I think they'll respect Liverpool. They'll you know it's a big game for them, isn't it? It's, it's I think that was the 
that's the biggest team they could have drawn. And, and you know, Manchester United and Liverpool would have been the two that they'd have looked at when it went to the knockout stages. And they'd have said, wow, you know, if you've got one of those, that, what a big game that'd be. Um, I think that respect will diminish the second they step onto the pitch and realise that they can have the ball for the next 89 minutes if they want. Because, look... Do you think, will it? Because my view is that Klopp will go all out for a goal. I think, yeah, I think he should as well. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I don't think... I don't think they can do what Spurs did. I mean, Spurs rested Harry Kane, rested Ali, rested others, you know, and went there. I think I watched that Spurs game and they had a midfield of Tom Carroll and Ryan Mason. And you wouldn't believe it, but they got overrun in midfield. They, 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 couldn't, they couldn't get control of it. Um, they just, yeah, they were second best. And if Liverpool if Liverpool go with a sort of hesitant or, or sort of pay, um, cautious attitude, I think, They'll just they'll just run all over them because they've they've got they've not just got a Champions League team they've got a successful Champions League team they've got a team that's been to the final or you know albeit with with certain changes along the way they've got a team that was in the you know lost to Real Madrid in a quarter final very narrowly I think they lost three two on aggregate I think they they were, they were basically should have got to extra time but they couldn't get a third goal in the in the second leg so you know they're these they're not got the history of Liverpool in terms of in terms of that but. They've got good players, and they've got the recent history is a lot more a lot more promising than, than Liverpool's in terms of European competition and in terms of a two-legged tie. Even even last season, you know, okay, they got beaten um, both legs, but they got knocked out by Juventus, who who put it for themselves as a very good team. Went toe to toe again with uh, Bayern Munich this season, so them some extra time over two legs. Obviously, yeah, the different different players perhaps, although not as much in terms of Dortmund. They've only really brought in Vigel, but. Um, you know, it, it's the mentality of a team as well, isn't it? And and, and this, this is the if they're taking Dortmund, if they're, if they're going toe to toe with Juventus, for example, last season, there's absolutely nothing to stop them from going toe to toe and then some against Liverpool. Yeah, they've lost one home game all season as well. It's a dead rubber. In the, in I mean, the, the history. Yeah. Saying the history makes the occasion, but it doesn't make the actual game itself. Yeah. And if you want to, if you want a manager who's going to know how to play against all these Dortmund players, it's going to have to be Jurgen Klopp, who's manager for most of them for. God knows how many years. And while I understand they've changed the style of play and they've got a few new players in, he'll still know most of them. But by yeah. the same token, they'll kind of know what he might be up to or what how he might. It is a classic game so of double yeah. bluff, isn't it? So, Paul, I mean, you're you're, you're one of the Reds who'll be heading over to Dortmund tomorrow in some random cheap flight from Luton and uh, various <laughs> other routes that are going <laughs> as well. Um, so we hope you get there first of all. But yeah, yeah. Um, what would you, as a fan, what would you be hoping to come back? From Dortmund, with would you be happy with a hangover? <laughs> <laughs> no, what, what what would be a good result for you in your mind as you're setting off over there? Um, to still be in the tie, I, I'm not going there expecting us to get hammered because Liverpool's best performances this season have come against the sides who are better than us early. Um, so, and I'm hoping we have another. One of those crazy away games like Southampton, like City, like Chelsea. Um, if we're still in the tie after the 90 minutes in Dortmund, I'll be happy. Maybe 2-1 defeat. Because although Dortmund players will be used to great atmospheres week in, week out at Anfield, when Anfield's rocking, yeah. they won't know what's hit them. That's the, point, yeah. isn't that, that's the point in terms of, you know, if Liverpool go and get beat 3-0... Then the tie is over. You know, they're not. It, it, it just is over. But if they get one, even if it's four-one, say it's four-one or three-one, that's 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 something to aim for. 
And these players have done they've done these domestic things and they've done that, but going to Anfield with something to lose, you know, that that's when you might see, you know, a young lad like a twenty year old midfielder like Julian Beagle just just tense up a little bit. Or, yeah, or you know, I've already been playing Sven Bender at centre back out of position, you know, in recent games. So you might see him just sort of look around and think, well, you know, this is a big one for me tonight. Can Aubameyang hold the ball up when he needs yeah, to? You know, know, he's used to playing with face front to goal. What, what, what yeah. will it be like if he has to hold on to the ball? With we've his back seen, to goal? we've seen, seen better, you know, or similar teams to Dortmund. We should Mourinho of Chelsea, you know, struggled oh. with with Anfield, you know, against let, let's face it, against the, you know. Poor Liverpool team in terms of man for man. You know, it, it wasn't. It certainly wasn't a team that you'd say could could have could have seen off that Chelsea team over two legs really without Anfield. Yeah. So what's going to keep them in the tie then? Good defending or good attacking? Well, I, I, I think I think a goal, an <laughs> away goal. No yellow cards. I can't. I can't. If in all honesty, I can't see. And I don't think Klopp sees Liverpool going over there and being able to keep them out for. Mm. 90 minutes or 95 minutes or whatever the game will play out as. But I think January does see it, a thought that we can go over there and he's got enough forward players in his repertoire to throw at them to to be able to, to get a goal, which which brings us sort of uh, neatly on to Daniel Sturridge, who created a few headlines on after the game on Saturday night uh, when he got uh, taken off after about 70. Um, I didn't really have any problems with everything went on around and being substituted and whether he was pleased or not pleased or whatever, you know, as, as Klopp said, he shouldn't be, you know, I'd rather have players who aren't overly chuffed at coming off, but, uh, and this was something that John Aldridge wrote about in the Echo this week, Neil, but yeah. this, he doesn't have, seem to have that burst, now the question mark is, does he have it, but he's too scared to unleash it in case he is re-injured, or does this type of injuries which he's had, have they had an effect Cumulative effect, almost like with injury after injury, yeah. that that key thing for him, which is the ability. I mean, when he got that pass through from Coutinho in the first half, I expected him to sort of take a touch, be away three yards yeah. away, and then calmly pass it into the corner, yeah. almost the way. But oh. he he almost looked like a player who thought he was. He took the sort of shot that a player who has no pace and has to shoot earlier took. I've got a bit of a theory on that. I think he. I think he was. He was surprised by Loris. I think he, I think he, Loris is expected to be the one who rushes out and brings you down, and you, he's on your face. And I think he thought, I mean, look up, Loris will be there, and I'll just put it for early. So basically, if he gets it, gets it past him, it'll be yeah, yeah. I think because you think, you know, I, I always remember Suarez scoring a goal against Loris in a similar position, but with a bouncing ball where he just he looped it over, and Loris is like eighteen yards out of goal and just gets lobbed and. You know, you think, why is he, why is he come rushing out like that? But that's his game, and I think he was a little bit on his heels. He might, he might have even thought someone would have followed his running because it did look a bit. It was a bit of an unusual amount of space that he found himself in because he didn't make that great of one. He just sort of trotted onto a, a standard through ball. Yeah, it was a poor offside trap. Yeah, and he, I think he might have thought, oh, Alden Merald or or Wimmer, what was going to be right behind him. So, but you know, I might need to get me shot off. I don't want to get crowded out. I, I, agree, I agree with you about the cumulative effect. You know, I think Michael Owen. Yeah. In his early years, you know, they always say he lost that the yard is what everyone says, and he lost a yard of pace. But he 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 just lost a little bit of of like trust himself in himself, perhaps, and he, he sort of refined his game a little bit more, became a little bit more sort of link up and get in the box and headers and things like that. Whereas 
storage storage that is in his game at the moment it might need to become more of his game he might need to improve that that side of him because if you haven't got if he hasn't got that pace then Liverpool need to find another way of using him but I think you know I think if he starts on Thursday I think it's his first time he started five games in a row since March 2014 so that that shows you that shows you that he's getting to you know he's managing his fitness well enough that he's starting consecutive games which is a, a big step you know we haven't had that for a while now it's about whether he can he can sustain a level of sharpness and fitness in consecutive games and you know listen we don't know how, how, how much toll he's taking on his body we don't know how much pain he's in after a game or how you know a training session so I, I wouldn't be writing him off too quickly yet about it. he's lost his pace or he's lost this but you know Liverpool just need him to be they need him better than he, he's been recently I think he, he could be a key player on, on Thursday Doyley just because um, the the Dortmund back line it isn't renowned for pace. If, if they have a weakness, it's it's not renowned for all that you know. Sturridge might not be as quick as he was, but we'll see. Um, the question f- for me is whether you you best use him as that sort of you know twenty five minutes at the end where we can get our goal or do, or, do, or so off the bench, or do you just say well he's probably our best chance of getting a goal. Um, for all that you know, continue into double figures on uh, on the weekend is up to ten now. Um, would you start Sturridge or would you look to use him as potentially? Let's you know if Firmino's fit, you could play him as the nine, and uh, or false nine or whatever you want to call it, and then you know maybe give Sturridge the last half hour to try and go and get us that goal. I can't really see. I don't really see Sturridge as being like the super sub kind of player. Well, I understand he has come on in a few games and scored a couple of goals. I think he's better off from the start. He's not the kind. He takes him a while sometimes to get up to speed for games, and he's not somebody who comes on after seventy minutes and does something straight away, really. But I think you mentioned Firmino. Then I think if he plays, that's a big boost for Liverpool. I think he, he they really need him fit because he's somebody who's got a bit of knowledge. He played in the the Bundesliga last year, and they'll be Quite aware so. of him. Yeah, scored, scored a couple of times there. And he just, you know, he adds a bit more to this team than perhaps, you know, we've we've done this a million times over with Firmino. What was it, Michael Owen said the other the other month? What was it? He said that he just doesn't really angry. doesn't get angry, doesn't really do enough. But you know, you look at the the numbers in the Premier League, and he's got more assists and more goals that, combined than, any, than anybody else. That's Liverpool need a player who doesn't have to play amazingly to be effective. They need a player who can do what Mares does at Leicester, where. You don't see him for seventy-five minutes, and then all of a sudden, Mares, bang, bang, bang. There you go. Well, a Twenty yard in the top corner, and you go. What that, a player, Mares. That's class, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> that, 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 and that's why. That's why. That's that's the kind of thing yeah. that Daniel Sturridge will Kane. never ever do. Yeah. He'll never Kane do. Sturridge will never do that. He's the one who gets on there and just scores you the goals. Thing is, if there was a the Sturridge chance that he missed against Tottenham, he's the one player you'd want going yeah. through with that chance. Okay, he missed. There may be a variety of reasons, yeah. and O'Neill's got his theory. That, you know, it may just be that he. You know, he was a bit surprised. He was, he was clean. I'm, I'm on board with Neil's theory. That's the best. Th- yeah, I, I can't enjoy that. Actually, that, yeah. I don't, he had so, mentioned that. Yeah, nothing wrong, but I think. You know, <laughs> 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 I'm not right now. Bloody, I'm not tomorrow and say no, no, no. It did. Sp- it was a little bit like me at five aside where I get the ball and it's like, oh, I need to shoot straight away just in case somebody comes and yeah. takes me out. Well, it looked a little bit, yeah, it, looked, it was a little bit like that. But he's still Liverpool's best striker. He's, he's got to play on Thursday if he's fit. And to be honest, while we were saying you're not sure what his fitness is, I don't think he is fit, and I think guessing he's probably is carrying an injury and if he is then that makes what he's doing all the better because we know what he's been like in the past where the minute he's got a little bit of a tweak or whatever and he's, he's not interested that's what he used to be like but now I think he knows he's also playing for his long term yeah. future because he's had to go up that's the other thing yeah. yeah but and he, he 
I think Klopp highlighted another brilliant pass he put in for uh, Milner, wasn't it? Which for a chance as well. So, um, missed the header though. Yeah, yeah. I still don't think it was that the was easiest. Hard. I thought it was hard. Yeah. That, to be fair, Paul, when you managed to drag yourself out of whichever. Dortmund Tavern you end up in on Thursday and somebody gives you a you know, thrust the team Stop in your it. face um, who would you you'd expect to see Sturridge on there and who else or have you got any theories in terms do you think it'll be very much the team we, we've come to know the last few weeks yeah I think that's what it'll be Like I would start Sturridge on Thursday night um, because we do need a goal and out of all our players, if we had a chance, you'd want him to fall for storage. So play him, give him 60 minutes, and then who knows? Maybe Adiki can make a name for himself later on when the Dortmund defence gets a little tired. Other than that, um, I hope for me, Nosebach. I, I think he's brilliant. I, I absolutely love him as a player. Um, and as Neil said, he's not always in the game, but he can produce that moment of and there might be something that we need to say in the tie well as Paul says let's hope that uh, the tie come back to Anfield very much still in the mix um, we were going to talk a bit about Stoke but to be honest who wants to um, <laughs> let's, let's leave it there for the real game of the week um, uh, good luck to the Reds good luck to everybody who's heading over to Dortmund come home safe and uh, speak to you all next week cheers <laughs>